Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yes, be with SB. We back for another fresh episode right in your ear, Nugget. <laughs> yes, be with SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph the Third at SB on social media, except for TikTok when it's at SB underscore Randolph. I should change that. <laughs> I think I'm going to change it to something stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, SB said what? <laughs> you know, like, at SB said what on TikTok. So, that's actually, I don't know, that's not, that's actually not that bad. Maybe that's what I should change this podcast to. Ah, well, yes, be with SB. I'm your host, SB, and we back. We back for another, another Christmas episode. (laughs) No, this one has nothing to do with, it will have nothing to do with Christmas. Nothing to do with Christmas. I I don't want to say I'm the Grinch, but I'm really not fucking with Christmas this year. So <laughs> here's the thing: I am fucking with Christmas super hard, but I'm just not doing all of the stuff. I just I can't. It's like, oh, are you gonna go visit your family for Christmas? I'm like, no, I seen I seen them enough this year. <laughs> like, <laughs> I seen them a good four times this year. That's enough. That's that's plenty. I just want peace and quiet for Christmas. That was my wish for Christmas. My Christmas wish to the to Jesus Claus was. <laughs> Whatever you celebrate, my holiday wish <laughs> was just peace and quiet. You know what I'm saying? Like, peace on earth and mercy mild, joy to something, the newborn child. That's what I wanted. I wanted the peace of Bethlehem and the manger. I went to bed on Christmas Eve. I listened to my Peanuts Christmas album on um, on vinyl. And I 
We started watching my Christmas favorites and cooking up my favorite Christmas dishes and, uh, you know, cooking up the dressing and, and cooking up the mashing the potatoes and cooking the mac and cheeses and, and you know, making the gravies and uh, the, the green bean casseroles and the, the delicious turkeys and dressings getting all of those things together and um and making a delicious pumpkin pie and i was very very excited and i was ah i shall now sleep and i shall awake christmas morn to a, a morn of peace and then i slowly went to bed and closed mine eyes as if the baby Jesus in the manger. And I slowly rocked myself to sleep to be awakened in the morning by doorbells ringing. Why are... Why is my doorbell ringing? What is hap? Who is? Who is? Who, who the fuck is knocking on my door? It's Christmas fucking morning. And all I wanted to do was sleep. I was awoken on Christmas morning. <laughs> by a water emergency at my apartment. Apparently, the first floor was flooding, <laughs> so they needed to turn off my water. Now, here's one thing you need to know about me. If you knock on my door, I'm not going to answer. If you ring my doorbell, I'm not going to answer, because I, if I have not invited you and I didn't know you were coming, then I have no interest in that noise that's happening on that door. <laughs> People really think that they go knock on your door and the said, oh, come on in. And it's, it's 2023, the year of our Lord in Los Angeles. No, no, never that. Never that. <laughs> so people, knock, 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 knock. Ding dong. And I'm like, first of all, go to hell. <laughs> but second of all, I will not. Certainly, it is Christmas morn. I certainly will not be answering that. Dear ma'am or sir, what are you doing knocking on my door at the crack of dawn on Christmas? What is happening? And so I had no interest in that doorbell or the knocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Ding, dong, ding, dong. <laughs> no, uh -uh, not, no interest. No, didn't, no, don't even hear it. <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs> Figure it out. I don't care. Um, and so then I was, uh, it was followed by. Uh, numerous phone calls and text messages from my apartment complex saying, hey, <laughs> there's, a, there's a flood on the first floor. You need to turn off your water. <laughs> to which I leisurely rose from bed, <sighs> contemplated a peaceful mindset, and text them back, well, don't fucking text me. I bang on my door on a fucking <laughs> Christmas morning fucking wrong with you <laughs> it's 
text me first. It's crazy. Anyways, and so they were like, can we come up and turn off the water in the, the guest bathroom? And I was like, yes, you may. I'm taking it off of the rent, though. But yes, you may. And so, um, so yeah, then I had a bunch of people in my apartment. <laughs> oh, but the plumber couldn't come. They, well, the plumber's not coming for a couple more days because it's Christmas. So they can't, the plumber can't come till Wednesday. So we just got to, you know, we're just our ragtag group of idiots trying to figure this out. <laughs> so, so we're just going to, we're just doing what we're going to do. And we're just going to, oh, great. Oh, that sounds like, a, this sounds like a winning plan. I'm glad you, I'm glad I don't live on the first floor. <laughs> and I'm glad that this isn't happening inside my apartment. But it is happening, you know, by proxy through my apartment because they're trying to stop my apartment from using water so that it doesn't run down onto the first floor. Anyways, for whoever's on the first floor, man sucks to be them you know man they had a, a bummer of a christmas and um also i wish they could have just kept it cool for a day <laughs> just let it drip for a day because ain't nobody trying to hear this shit on christmas day anyway so my peaceful christmas was not peaceful at all it was it was, it was, it was a shit show <laughs> I had a shit show Christmas. <laughs> it's coming soon to Hallmark. A shit show Christmas. So, um, that was fun. Actually, I should I should write this as as a as a movie, you know, as a Hallmark film for next Christmas. I should write it. Call it a a, a, a wet Christmas. <laughs> no, a, a leaky Christmas. A Christmas. A pipes, a Christmas, a Christmas of frozen pipes, a pipe, frozen pipes for Christmas, a Christmas, <laughs> these all suck. <laughs> um, uh, maintenance, Christmas maintenance, yes, we finally found it, Christmas maintenance, <laughs> there we go, Christmas maintenance, or a Christmas maintenance man, a Christmas maintenance man. I'm sure that one's probably already been made. Anyway, so <laughs> that's my wonderful Christmas. Anyways, but Christmas is fine. Other than that, other than, you know, absolute calamity and shenanigans and bullshit, um, it, was, it was great. So <laughs> I did. I got some good presents. I got some new running shoes, which I'm very excited about. And I got um, the Cuisine. No, I got the um, KitchenAid pasta attachments which i'm excited about i'm just gonna be making pasta this year all 2024 just pasta making why because i don't know because <laughs> it's something to do shut up who who doesn't love fresh pasta he says before he's ever made it anyway so i'm very excited about that and um, but then the more here's the thing i went on tiktok and then the more i searched like fresh pasta they're like you don't need a machine or anything to do that just look at this and i'm like well fuck you <laughs> okay santa claus brought me pasta machines so shut up anyway very excited about my my kitchenaid pasta attachments and we're gonna make them and it's gonna be even better than your stupid little rolled out on your counter pasta so 
Anyway, so that was Christmas. I watched all of my favorite Christmas movies. I watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2 and Home Alone, Home, 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 Home Alone, the black version. And I watched um, uh, 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 Serendipity. I brought back Serendipity. Well, here's why I brought back Serendipity. It was because I couldn't find love, actually. So I was like, well, all right, then what, what's, you know, what else is there? So, serendipity. All right. Yes, I love that one too. And so, it, here's the thing. I have a question: Is the serendipity the little restaurant still open? I remember we all went there right after this movie, and we're like, "Let's go get a little frozen icy thingy." Um, but also, I will say this about serendipity: that movie holds up. That's it's a good one. It's a goodie. It doesn't. It's it's good. It's like you're like. And then also, I realized like how half of the cast is from Sex in the City. <laughs> Like, now I wonder, what came first, the chicken or the egg? What came first, serendipity or Aiden and Natasha being <laughs> cast in serendipity uh, as because they were Aiden and Natasha? You know what I'm saying? So I'm guessing they're like East Coast actors. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, what's her name? Natasha Bakarang or something? And what's his name? I don't know his name. I would know his name if you said it right now. I know you're screaming it right now, but I don't know his name. Anyway, I wonder, are these like East Coast actors? So they just get booked in everything that shoots on the East Coast. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> anyway, good for them. Um, but they, you know, they were lovers in, in Sex in the City and also in <laughs> Serendipity. Um, or, well, they played the love interest. Whatever. Anyway, so... Uh, that was good, and then I, you know, watched all of the hits. I watched the, even the, the Grinch, even the new cartoon Grinch one, which I kind of zoned out on. Um, uh, fell back asleep, but well, whatever. You know, it was cute, probably for kids. Kids love it. Whatever, who cares? And so then, um, I here's the thing. And so there were several movies on my list. Okay, one of which is today's film, Saltburn. <laughs> Which is not a Christmas movie. Um, but anyway, so I was like, I need to watch Saltburn. But then I was like, I also need to watch uh, Maestro. And I need to watch um, the Leave the leave the, the Last Ones up there. Whatever that's fucking called on Netflix. You know what I'm saying? The, the, last, the, last, the last ones left there. And also... Um, uh, the, the, the one other one, what's the one on Netflix with the, with the lasers, <laughs> the, the one on Netflix, Rebel Moon, <laughs> Rebel Moon, <laughs> and Leave the World Behind, that's what I meant, Rebel Moon, and Leave the World Behind, I was like, I need to watch those, and so I was like, let me watch those, so I started watching Leave the World Behind, but then I just stopped, because I was like, I don't know about this one, <laughs> I don't know about this one because I was totally going to do an episode on that one because that's all the one everyone that's talking about and stuff. But I was like, oh, I don't know about this one. I don't look like too good. Um, and so <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't I'm like, I don't know. So maybe I will. Maybe I'll finish it this week and maybe it'll be next week's episode. Let me know at SB Randolph on social media on TikTok at SB said what? <laughs> I haven't changed it, you guys. I'm just joking. At SP underscore Randolph. Or maybe at SP says what? <laughs> we'll see. And so um, I I just, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll finish that one because I feel like I'm going to have a lot to say about it. Because I didn't, I don't know, man. Anyway, so I, uh, so for this week, though, I decided I was like salt burn because everyone's just talking about salt burn. When actually, everyone's not talking about it. But the people who are saying funny things are talking about Saltburn. So 
I was like, well, maybe that's the one to watch. <laughs> oh, boy. But I also did, I will say this, I did watch Maestro, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I don't want to say unfortunately, but I would just say, I don't know. I don't even know where to begin. Um, there is, here's the thing. There's, it's that type of film. Like, that film, like, fucking Mank. You know what I'm saying? There's that aspirationally, aspirationally prestige Hollywood film that comes out in award time. That is just, like, out there just to be aspirationally prestige. And it's so obnoxious, <laughs> these films. Like, there's such a desperate attempt to be aspirationally prestige. And... You know, sort of, even I will say so much as to be aspirationally British, but, like, it's so obnoxious and aspirationally old Hollywood. And so it's just, like, they're just jerking each other. <laughs> it's just so obnoxious to watch these films. Now, this one, at the here's the thing. Like, Mank was awful. I will say that Mank was awful. <laughs> it was one of the worst films ever. It was, so, it was just so self-indulgent and ridiculous. There are certain films that like to pretend that the United States of America at a certain period of time was exclusively full of only white people. And that is 100% not true. And I can tell you that because my parents were there and their grandparents were there and and a lot of black people and people of color uh, were there. Uh, But these films choose to exclude them, their stories and their representation in every way. And so films like Mank and this film, this particular film, this Bradley Cooper film what is it called uh maestro uh is one of those types of films anyway um so i did watch maestro and i will say you know it was it 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 tried to do a lot (laughs) i don't want to say here's the thing it was fine you guys it was fine it was fine it was perfectly fine did it open with an elaborate drone shot for no fucking reason (laughs) yes it did Yes, it did. Drone shots from the past, you know. So I immediately said, who directed this bullshit? <laughs> Why am I watching a drone shot in the 1940s? What the fuck? Like, just does it, it, it really takes me out of it. Whoever directed this, I want to let you know. Watching fucking a drone fly over a symphony is really kind of taking me all the way the fuck out. Of this period you're trying to immerse me in anyways. And so I looked at it and I said, who directed this bullshit? <laughs> and I said, it was like Bradley Cooper. And I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, we're in for a fucking treat. <laughs> so, so, so I was like, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. So he's going he's gonna to do everything he can think of. So, so buckle up kids and so that's what it was it was kind of just it was kind of just uh, it was a non-director directing and kind of just uh, coming up with anything he could think of and he came up with a lot of things and some of them were good and some of them were bad um and he tried a lot of things and it was brave of him to try you know i wish i had a hundred million dollars to try <laughs> Or somebody give me $100 million to try, but no, they will not. Uh, but they will give him $100 million to try. So good for him. And he tried everything. He tried, and a lot of it made no sense. A lot of it made a lot of sense because a lot of it was film tropes <laughs> that you've seen 100,000 times. You want to see a man scream into a pillow because he's upset? <laughs> well, this is the film for you.
It was everything, guys. It's everything in the kitchen sink. It's everything you've ever seen. <laughs> just all together. They put in a blender and it can shit right back out. <laughs> ah, but it was it was good. It was a nice attempt at, at stuff. And um and I looked at it because I was you know, the writing was so bad, I said, Who wrote this shit? <laughs> looked at it and said, Bradley Cooper. I said, Ah, okay, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's why it's terrible. <laughs> Good for him. Proud of him. Um, and so nobody can, <laughs> nobody can wire, nobody can write bullshit quite like Bradley Cooper and then direct it like a madman. <laughs> it. I will say this: it wasn't that it had no vision; it's that it had a lot of different visions. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he wanted you to see them all. Look at everything I can come up with. <laughs> It's all right here. Anyways, I will say this about the film. His performance was great. It was amazing. It was great. I enjoyed it. It was transformative. He did a really great job acting <laughs> in the film. And um, and I will say this. There was um, a black person at the very end. <laughs> so, so you got to wait two hours for it. <laughs> but, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a evening Negro. <laughs> A nighttime Negro, one just a nightcap, a Negro nightcap. There you go. <laughs> just, just at the very end, there you go. There's one sort of brown man. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> you we take what we can get in these Hollywood streets. Anyway, so it was it was beautiful. <laughs> you guys go check out Maestro. <laughs> so I saw on the internet when I was googling, it made like four hundred thousand dollars in the box office. So. <laughs> I don't think I'm alone in this. Anyways, but good for him. I hope he, I mean, honestly, really and truly, I do hope he gets nominated for an Oscar for acting. <laughs> and the directing and the writing stuff. <laughs> kind of hope he gives it up and lets the professionals do it. <laughs> because this, my dear, wasn't it. Anyway, so I didn't, I decided, it, somehow I wasn't going to talk about <laughs> Maestro, but here we are. <laughs> Um, and you know, I, you know what, some people are saying some bad things about the Zack Snyder one, the, 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 um, the Rebel Moon or whatever, part one. But I mean, I, I get it. Like he wants to be George Lucas. He wants to be everyone except for Zack Snyder. <laughs> he tries to do everything except for be Zack Snyder. But this one is him, Zack Snyder, as George Lucas, and he's George Lucasing. You know what? I wish I was white man, so they would just give me a hundred million dollars to do whatever the fuck I want to do. Anyways, that's a discussion for another day. But um, yeah, he's George Lucasing, and he, he's he's you know it's not it's not a bad George Lucas impression. You know, it's like you know when uh, Damien Chazelle did Babylon, and he did a he did a his his, his impression of Boss Lerman. <laughs> like that's you know like. I just want, I want somebody to give me a hundred million dollars to do an impression of somebody <laughs> on film. Anyway, good for them. I'm so proud and proud and proud of, proud of it. <laughs> but I don't really hate the Rebel Moon. I will say that. I didn't really hate it. I didn't love it. I don't, you know, I'm going to watch part two, you know, but it's not like, I, oh, I can't wait, you know. Just, you know, kind of wanted to be George Lucas, kind of wanted to be, you know, Star Wars kind of wanted to be Dune, kind of wanted to be a lot of things. I don't know. What was it? Um, you know, a bad attempt at all of those things. <laughs> but it was fun. You know, whatever. You know, you see where it's good. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. Who cares? Nobody cares. You know what? Because the only thing I saw people, I didn't see people posting about Rebel Moon. 
I didn't see people posting about Maestro. I didn't see people posting about these things. You know what I saw people posting about? Saltburn. And I said, I need to watch Saltburn. And so we're going to attempt a spoiler-free chat about Saltburn after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. We on a break. We on a break. We on a break. Yo, ESP with SP. I'm your host, SP Randolph III, at SP on social media, except on TikTok, where I'm at SP Who Knows. So, <laughs> we ought to break, you guys. And when last we left, we were about to talk about Saltburn. But instead, um, we, we talked about a lot of different films, and one of them was uh, uh, Christmas Maintenance. A, a Christmas maintenance, man. A Christmas maintenance, man. <laughs> Christmas maintenance or a Christmas maintenance, man. A Christmas maintenance, man. No, maintenance for Christmas. Christmas under maintenance. Oh, that's what we were talking about. Christmas under maintenance. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that was the movie. And anyway, and so that's because that's a better title. Uh, Christmas under maintenance, and so, <laughs> so uh, Christmas under maintenance. I found out that it is already a film, you guys, <laughs> and there's a trailer for it. And um, I called up Lifetime, and they um, agreed to sponsor the show. And so they said for this commercial break that we could use some uh, use some clips, you know, and the trailer from a christmas maintenance because it's coming in 2024 and so they they they're really excited that um that we are excited that the yes be with sb audience of millions is getting excited about a christmas maintenance uh is that right <laughs> what, what was it again? <laughs> the christmas christmas under maintenance that's it so <laughs> So they just, they wanted to get everybody hyped for Christmas Under Maintenance 2024. So they gave us a trailer. So let's listen to it now. Christmas Under Maintenance, a Lifetime film. Here we go. Coming this Christmas to Lifetime, Christmas Under Maintenance. She was a girl with an apartment. 
Hi, sorry to call you on Christmas, but my pipes are broken. And he was a boy with a wrench. Oh, well, well I, can, I can help you with that. And together, they were stuck together. Which uh, way to the pipe? Just in my bedroom. Christmas was cold and the pipes got frozen. Oh yeah, looks like uh, you, got a, you got a maintenance emergency going on. Well, what are we gonna do about it? But somehow St. Nick helped them warm it up. Is that your wrench or are you just happy to see me? Yeah, I'll get those pipes unclogged in a jiffy. And he gave her a present. I'm hoping I'm not keeping you from your family or your wife or anything. Oh no. No, I left her and the kids years ago. And she gave him the greatest gift of all. Oh, well, what part of town do you live in? Oh, uh, well, currently I'm homeless. I live uh, underneath the bridge over 96th Street on account of my sex addiction and my gambling. Christmas under maintenance. Oh, so you're single? Well, sort of, but not really. I mean, on account of I got my sex robot. Sometimes a broken pipe can fix your life right up. Mr. Plumber, I understand you're homeless and you're squatting in my apartment now, but I did make Christmas dinner for two, so if you'd like. Christmas under maintenance, coming soon to Lifetime. Nothing has to make sense here, it's Lifetime. Well, it's time for bed. You coming? Um, yes, I suppose. All right, just take her, put her over in the chair or something she likes to watch. We back. We back. We back. We back. We back from break, you guys. That's amazing. That film, that film seems fantastic. <laughs> put that one on my list right now. Okay, got that one on my list. Wow cannot wait to see what joys <laughs> that brings to me this Christmas next Christmas what am I talking about Christmas 2024 we're still in 2023 I need to talk to you guys about something as spoiler free as possible I would like to talk to you about a little thing <laughs> that we like to call Saltburn <laughs> so let's do it all right, so Saltburn, for those of you who don't know, is a film, a film on Prime, Amazon Prime, right now. It was in theaters, but it came, because I, I thought everyone was talking about it. I'm like, everybody went to the theater to see this movie? Because I was like, I don't even know what it's about. But um, uh, apparently it's on Prime now, so now everyone's watching it. And so, y'all, okay. So for number one, we're going to attempt a spoiler-free, spoiler-free chat about Saltburn, which won't be hard because there are a lot of things in Saltburn that we cannot talk about. So, <laughs> Oh boy. First off, I was really excited. I forgot that Prime bought MGM and there is something great about seeing that lion roar again. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? There is something great about seeing that MGM lion roar again. It's very old Hollywood. It's very, you know, like film nerdy, but it's like, ah, MGM, Metro Goldwyn Mayer rides again. You know, it was just kind of, it was kind of nice to see it. Okay, so Jacob Elordi, for those of you who don't know, Jacob Elordi's in this movie. He's the, um, the tall, like, handsome, I mean, first of all, he's, let's talk about it. He's freakishly tall. <laughs> 
he's ungodly tall. <laughs> like he's like he's so tall. That, like the way they have to frame things in films and TV shows that he's in are like obnoxious because no one is his height. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's I mean he he's either got a really great agent or he's just the nicest person in the world because he's just is is two feet taller than everybody. <laughs> so. I just don't even understand. It's like, what what lens do you use when you're working with Jacob Elordi and a normal human being? I'm like, what's up? I guess you always got to go on a 24, huh? You just always got to go wide. Crazy. Anyways, um, but we here's the thing. Here's Let's get into it. Jacob Elordi. We love Jacob Elordi. He's from, if you don't know, he's from the, the show Euphoria, where he plays an absolute maniac. <laughs> but he's like, it's a great great in that show and one of the best parts of that show when is that show coming back is anybody like is it ever coming back i feel i don't know guys i feel like like for people to have started on the show as nobodies had a meteoric rise to fame and then catapulted into stardom thrown down into chaos and to have arrived at their untimely death all during the course of like the first three seasons of a show is insane (laughs) and that is to say that there's something wrong with how long it takes to shoot these fucking shows right now because people have had a full life arc by the time and you're not even you're on you're in the third season like bro it's just you need to you need to go quicker there's a lot of chaos going on with the people on this show but um, we love our Zendaya and we love our Jacob Elordi. <laughs> and so, <laughs> um, and then even to see like, I mean, like Dominic Fike, I feel like Dominic Fike will actually be like a pop star before <laughs> season three of Euphoria comes out. Who Dominic Fike, you know, is who famously had a scene, I think at, in season two, like, in, what, I don't remember, season two something, he famously had a song where it's <laughs> The scene where he sung a song for like five to seven minutes straight. <laughs> just that's the whole scene. <laughs> Anyways, he's now like a legitimate ass pop star that people love and has great songs and a great album, great albums and stuff. And people, anyways, and all this has happened while we're still waiting for them to finish this <laughs> next season. And so it's like, oh god. Ah, oh, anyway, um, and you know the untimely death of Angus Cloud, um. Uh, you know, which is not funny, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just like, uh, uh, come on, just make, make these shows quicker guys. So I don't know who this guy with the, with the eyes is like, he's the guy with this guy with the, (laughs) with the weird eyes. (laughs) I need to look him up. Hold on. Okay, so apparently this is the guy from The Banshees of Inishirian, which is great, a great film, but they need to stop acting like people have seen it because they're just like, Barry Keoghan, you know, and they just say it like, you know his name. It's like, nobody knows who that is. I know who he is. I mean, I know his face because I saw that movie, but like, nobody saw that film. What are you talking about? (laughs) But they're really advertising this like, oh, you know him. Like, no, nobody knows him. (laughs) But it's fine. I'm I'm enjoying getting to know him. But I don't know him. Say he's from this film. Say he's from the Banshees. And we'll be like, oh, right. Anyways, so this this guy, this Barry, Barry 
Barry Keoghan. I'm not even saying that right. Barry Keoghan, but he's Irish. He, uh, he's Irish. Uh, not, uh, look, look at the Irish tea. Yeah, that's British. Um, uh, Irish Spring for Irish Spring, Barry Keoghan. Is that it? No, that was a, a very nasty cockney. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, how do you do Irish? Irish Spring. <laughs> master of accents. S.B. Randolph, master of accents. Um, <laughs> they're all from, from commercials. <laughs> uh, Barry Coyote! <laughs> in this film. <laughs> anyways, I just... Anyways, I don't... <laughs> I don't know him like that, but they really acted like I know him. I don't know him like that. Okay, so from the bat, like, you know, they're at school at Oxford. And um, he's developing an obsession with Jacob E. Lordy's character. And so it's like, like it's low-key, high-key giving. It's giving, here's the thing. It's giving British Cruel Intentions vibes. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's giving a little, a little bit of Cruel Intentions, but like British style. Which... I feel like Cruel Intentions was nodding at British people anyways because it's based on um, what Dangerous Liaisons, which is based on Liaison is a dangerous is which I think might be French. <laughs> so it's in the neighborhood. Anyways, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, so just basically, you know, it starts and there's just, a, you know, it's like, oh, he's obsessed with this guy on, you know, in his new school. And, you know, things just are kind of weird. <laughs> That's it. We'll just say that. Like the dad thing was weird with The Rock. You guys, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to spoil anything. But, you know, it's, it's weird. It's just given. All right. It's weird, but it's kind of sweet, but it's a little weird. You know, but he's very kind of obsessive. And I think that's just the, the all we need to get from that. Okay, so I just feel like it's like it's giving British Gossip Girl or something. And I kind of want I kind of want this TV show, this Oxford TV show. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I kind of want these these teens. I don't know why it's set in 2006. I guess this is when it was written. Who wrote it? <laughs> I should look that up anyways. And so um, but yeah, it's just giving like Gossip Girl, you know, 2006 but British which I kind of love like I would watch this show somebody pick up this show that's the show I want to see okay so I looked it up and so apparently first of all it's completely fiction Salzburn is completely fiction and um because I don't know I thought it was like based on something or whatever but it's just a complete work of fiction by someone named Emerald Fennell who I learned was a person who wrote uh who wrote and directed the film Promising Young Woman and so she also wrote and directed this film, and she apparently is British. Uh, I never saw. Uh, here's a confession, you guys. I never saw a Promising Young Woman, because there's. A, I don't know. Here's the thing, you guys. Maybe I'm totally. I could be totally wrong with about this, but it felt like there was just there was only white people in that movie, and so. <laughs> so I didn't feel compelled to see. I don't know, but maybe I was wrong anyways, but it, it was apparently British, so maybe that was what gave me pause. I was like, colonizers! Anyways, and so, the <laughs> so this is, so this woman, em Emerald Fennell, apparently she made this whole, whole thing up. I'm sure it's based on something, but I mean, 
I don't know. I haven't Google. I haven't done a deep dive yet, but let's let's keep let's keep going. Okay, so now they're off to a summer in Saltburn, which is an estate. It's the name of an estate, which Jacob Elordi's family owns. It's called Saltburn, and they're off to a summer in Saltburn. And I will just say this: um, this film is the opposite of Maestro. <laughs> It's actually cleverly written and beautifully shot. So just, it's very thoughtfully shot, very uh, provocatively shot and very inventively shot all at the same time. But it still looks like very sort of classic. They're doing a lot of new techniques and things, but um, it's it's done very classically. Like I, I, this, it's done, this is done right, you know? It's just done right. When it's done right, you know. And when it's sloppy and some some guy just doing stuff to do stuff, you know that too. So congrats. Em- Shout out Emerald Fennell. Okay, so Jacob Elordi's family is kind of this wacky British family. Oh, she's like a, the sister's weird. And the mother's obsessive. And the father's a bit of a crank. And they've got a weird sort of lady who stays with him. And a crew butler. You know, so it's like all of these sort of <laughs> things. <laughs> happening at Saltburn. So this is Saltburn. Act 2, our journey in Act 2, is to a completely different place. It's Saltburn. And it is a, it's a wild, wild, uh, wacky place full of interesting British characters. And they're, none of them are lovely. <laughs> um, the bathtub. Okay, so you guys, like, I can't, here's the thing. There's, there's a lot going on. And so the the black guy, you know, he's sort of playing some games, you know, and so is the Barry Keoghan. Barry Keoghan. <laughs> he's playing some games. A lot of people are playing games. Jacob Elordi's playing some games. The whole family's playing games. So you kind of don't know who's playing who or what, when or why or what's going to happen. So, you know, anything can happen. Like, that's just anything can happen. Anything can happen at Saltburn. <laughs> Okay, well things things take a things take a turn. <laughs> um by the end of act 2, you're um I don't know how I yeah. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> like it just it's not here's the thing. This isn't I wanted just like a a rock. I wanted cruel intentions. <laughs> this is not cruel intentions. This is dark. <laughs> This is dark intentions. I didn't want dark intentions. And yet, here we are. This must be the burn part of the salt burn. Okay, I'm back on board. I get where we're going now. Okay, all right. All right, we've got ourselves a bit of a talented Mr. Ripley on our hands. (laughs) Ah, we have ourselves a talented Mr. Ripley, if you will. Um... So, yeah, so I guess it is kind of based on something. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, no spoilers. How do you spoil it without spoiling it? You say, like, wow, the, um, uh, those, those, those were, (laughs) don't say it. 
those worms they want to get those worms to a gynecologist <laughs> okay it's over i'm fully back on board on the salt burn excellent film uh uh yeah just uh, wonderful filmmaking like first of all yeah i mean yeah you kind of know where it's going but you really don't but then you do when you do you go oh okay this is where it's going but you really don't at any moment and then until you do so <laughs> so that, that, if that helps anyways uh excellent filmmaking i mean just like the the, the just the cinematography production design the direction the performances like the the whole thing i wish they'd given jacob lordy more to do because he really isn't he's he's talented he's tall and pretty but he's actually really talented um which they've shown his full range on euphoria but like uh i wish they'd given him more to do but this barry keoghan guy i guess he's about to get another academy award nomination um is that because you know like irish is like sing-singy it's like irish spring you know anyways <laughs> i guess he's about to get another academy award nomination um you know what i would i would like to maybe see emerald vanel up there too because to be quite honest this was way better make film than barbie but whatever it is what it is we're we gonna see whatever we gonna see happen over there in those parts but um but no, this was a, a, a really well-made film. Well, I say, is it my favorite film of all time? Absolutely not. Is it one of my favorite films of all time? Absolutely not. Is it a film I thoroughly enjoyed and would watch again? 100%. 10 out of 10. Like, almost, I mean, damn near perfect. Like, perfectly does exactly what it set out to do. Um, it does it all well. Everything's executed well. And yeah, yeah. I loved the salt burn. I loved the salt burn. It, it burned so good. I whisper. Barry Keoghan? Yes. What are you doing here? Uh, nothing. I just wanted to let you know that I really enjoyed all of your nice comments. Oh, well, thank you, Barry Keoghan. That's very nice of you. And I get a bunch of lucky charms for you. Oh, well, well thank you. Hearts, stars, moons, clovers, bathtubs, and earthworms. Oh, I don't. I don't, I don't want the earthworms, and I don't want, I don't want the bathtubs. Oh, well, we have bathtub drains, too. Oh, nah, I'm good on bathtub drains, Barry Keoghan. I think you love it. They're magically delicious. Yo, yo, Yes Be With SB. I'm your host, SB Randolph Third. That was another episode of Yes Be With SB, a very special episode <laughs> brought to you by... Christmas. <laughs> Christmas insanity and banging on my walls. So, yes, be with SB. Uh, we'll be back next week with another episode, another film. Maybe leave the world behind. I don't know. We're going to see what happens. Hit me up on social media and let me know what you want me to do at SB Randolph or on TikTok at maybe SB says what? Or at SB underscore Randolph. We're going to find out. <laughs> so thank you guys for listening and go check out saltburn and we'll see you next time
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.